Hello and welcome to Irrationally Rational, the podcast where there is no true concept of right or wrong. Together, let us explore fascinating topics with the intent of exploring the rationalities that lie within the irrational. The goal of this podcast is not to be right or wrong, but to instead explore topics and see what can happen. This is the Irrationally Rational podcast. On today's episode, we're going to discuss when the blindfold finally comes off. Well, guys, to anybody who's been listening to my podcast, um, you may have noticed that I took a bit of an extended leave of absence. And uh, the reason for that was because I ended a relationship that I was in, but I came to a pretty shocking realization and when I came to this realization, I realized that I needed to take a step back and just simply compose myself and get my bearings. And uh, I didn't know how long I was going to be gone, but I knew that I needed at least enough time to where I could talk about everything that's happened that's happened in my life. And, uh, well, for one, I wouldn't just start crying. And number two, that I wouldn't be a hypocrite because I've been torn, especially for the last week and a half, stuck in this spot where it's like, okay, do I, to what degree do I want to share my vulnerabilities? Do I want to share my fuck ups? Do I want to, you know, show just the the pain that I'm in, if I'm being honest, and to what degree do I want to make sure that if I'm talking about something, it's because I've got my shit together to some degree, or I've done something that has shown to be beneficial in my life, and I can lead by example. And for like the last three weeks, I, man, probably last two weeks, I haven't really done any podcasting or anything because I didn't have my life together and I it was really important to me that I get my shit straightened out first before I even consider talking to anybody else or sharing anything but I've had some time to pass by and I'm starting to become I'm starting to get to a little bit more of a uh, better headspace and uh, I came to the realization that part of what makes me unique or at least that's what I tell myself is I can share my vulnerabilities at the deepest core that I'm able to, and you guys are able to learn from it. You guys can make fun of it. Like what you guys do with the data that I'm presenting is none of my business, to be honest. I'm just here to be as real as motherfucker as I possibly can. And that means the good, that means the bad. And I'm back and uh, I hope to be hitting it uh, pretty uh, pretty frequently again. But let's get down to business, shall we? So as I've talked about in some of my other podcasts, I was in a relationship and it was an incredibly difficult relationship because during this relationship, I realized that I have been officially diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And uh, during this relationship was also learned that my partner was also diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And uh, 
This was one of those classic relationships where it was fucking nuts. Like, the sex was easily the best sexual chemistry I've ever had. Not even close. And I can tell you guys literally from experience, like, I treated this chick so fucking badly, but she put up with all my shit for over a year because all the dick game was good. I'm being honest, and I kind of say that chuckling now, but at the same time, it's like, oh my god, the agony. Like, I look back and easy, and I mean easy. If I even remotely had my shit together, uh, she she would have married me on the spot. And there was even a point where things weren't nearly as bad, where all I had to do was be like, you'd marry me, and it could have been in a dumpster, she would have been like, yes. Yes, 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 and all ecstatic. So it was one of those relationships, and seeing, being in one of those relationships, like it's super, super easy to just chalk up all your problems as, like, well, that's not my doing, you know? Like, this person literally has borderline personality, this person literally has PTSD, this person has excuse me, this person, you know, like, literally cut themselves, this person literally got sent to a mental institution, to a self-check, to, uh, she self, she ended up having to, uh, check herself into a, uh, female inpatient clinic, because she was starting to harm herself, and I drew a line, and she didn't, she didn't respect that line, she kept threatening it, so we ultimately got her checked in. When you have all these stuff that happens to you, it's incredibly easy, and I do mean incredibly easy, to just chalk it all off, like, well, hey, this is why the relationship failed. And even then, like, I was still kind of lying to myself, not intentionally, though, by just finding some medium common ground, going, yeah, I know I had my faults, too, but, well, look at all these things that she did. And... uh, that and using the podcasting as a numbing mechanism it was easy to just to just keep trucking but then you know eventually a little bit of time passed by a week or two and i I realized like i just sensed a disturbance in the force best way to put it and it was right around that time where i happened to find uh, jocko willings up a podcast episode about extreme ownership which did me a number and it was right around that same time like not even 30 minutes later where I happened to uh, listen to uh, I'm a fan of Andrew Schultz and he's got a podcast called flagrant 2 it's fucking hilarious and like for me personally because I have that dark sense of humor and he made an episode about uh, women in effort and effort in relationships. And it was a trip because all the th- we had very similar thought processes. And basically in that podcast, he was questioning, like, why do women make such a big effort about it, make such a big deal about effort? And then he came to the realization that individual effort is is just for you. It, it's for you. And while sure, you're partner may not be able to provide certain other areas but if they're trying and they're trying their ass off just to make you happy then that's something that really needs to be accounted for that's not exactly the realization that he came to but that's the realization that i came to so put yourself in my shoes for a second 
when you have the realization, first realization about extreme ownership and it makes you question, all right, where did I fuck up in my relationships? And then you come to another realization, like not even 30 minutes later, honestly, it was probably like 15 minutes later where you're like, well, okay, oh shit, maybe my partner really did try and did love me way more than I originally anticipated. You're in a pretty vulnerable spot. So what I went ahead and did was I went ahead and sent her an email and I began literally apologizing. I began listing all the things that I came to the realization and that I wasn't going to make those mistakes again. Well, my ex called me the the very next day and it was basically to tell me that uh, she was already in another relationship and that uh, she had moved on and that things were going really great with this guy, that she was in love, and that she never felt this way for me, the way she felt for Dut, that she way she felt for him. And oh my God, that that's never happened to me before. And I was fucking crushed, man. I was beyond crushed. And my dumbass didn't believe it, so I immediately went to social media, and surely enough, Day she had a display photo with another guy. Um, this fucking dude was like just posting all these photos of like how happy he is. Like, took a photo of like fucking biscuits and muffins that she made him in the morning. And like, I, I'm telling you, man, like what I've gone through, <laughs> I wouldn't, I would have wished to saw my worst enemy and. I can't even take a step back if I'm being real here and say that she cheated on me or none of that. Nah, she didn't. The truth is, is we weren't living together. We had already broken up numerous times. And the last time that I saw her, I literally walked out on her. And I told her, like, I'm completely done with you. So I kind of got what I deserve, if I'm being honest here. And in that sense, I have nobody to blame but myself. And... Going through what I've what I've gone through has been probably the second most painful thing in my life. I'm talking like the first week especially I I cried my ass off, man, like I truly like I refuse to say I broke down, but I started fucking just weeping like in the shower and I cried for the first genuine cry and god over a decade easy just just for like maybe 30 minutes i don't even know how much time passed by and i was i drank myself so i could go to sleep like it was really fucking bad because i've had massive amount of trauma in my life so any time that a relationship ends all the traumas that i've experienced in my life they all come up. And for the record, let me just give you guys some context here. If you grew up with a secure bond from your parents or your caregivers, so your attachment style when you're a baby forms from the ages of zero to three years old, max in almost all cases. So what that means is if you grew up with parents who, when you were crying, they were able to take care of you, they were able to pick you up, they were able to be there for you, your introduction to life is that what's called secure is you could ultimately count on people at your deepest intimate level 
that you feel safe and that if you need something, you can safely ask these things of the people that you love and that will take care of you and they'll do that for you. Unfortunately, and this is thanks to shit like Dr. Spock, which really, really, really fucked up millions of children. I'm not even joking. When a parent isn't able to provide those needs for children at that age, this is where uh, you start getting insecure attachment styles. So just as a quick recap, you have anxious attachment style where you're constantly worried about losing the object of your love. As in, let's say that you're in a relationship and you love your partner. If your partner says, hey, I'm going to go out with my girls or I'm going to go on a vacation or I'm going to go away, my phone's going to be off for a bit. People with anxious attachment styles, they freak the fuck out. They're like, oh my God, she's cheating on me. Oh my God. You know, like it's the end of the world. You know, like why do you not love me? Do you, do you not talk to me? And unfortunately, I fall under that category. You have people with avoidant attachment styles where they just they just don't really care, if I'm being honest. Like, they care, but they don't really care. Like, they're perfectly okay just doing their own thing. They're perfectly okay being distant. Like, they love the person as much as they're able to, but at the end of the day, like, they're perfectly okay just being by themselves, which is not a good thing because we humans were literally created to attach with one another. I mean, that's literally one of the fucking reasons why we're here. That's... You could argue that that's probably the biggest reason why we've been able to make it as far as we have is because our desire to connect and attach with one another and working as a team and colliding, combining and colliding our forces, our strength, our intellect has really allowed us to make these significant progresses that we have. So due to the shit that I've been through, I have an anxious attachment style and every time that I experience a loss so to say relationship wise it's like literally feeling like you're dying and i don't mean that with any exaggeration whatsoever people who have similar attachment styles to me and who have been through very traumatic things uh, especially when they were a child losing a partner is like is like losing a part of yourself it's like it literally feels like death and I don't mean that with any exaggeration at all. So you can kind of take this as a reference point and think about your most intimate relationships or your lack of intimate relationships. And you can kind of either empathize or not empathize with where I'm at. But regardless of where you stand, I highly recommend that you look into attachment styles and attachment theory i've said this a couple of times and i will continue saying this if you haven't already look up coach craig kenneth he is the leading in my opinion the leading therapist with in regards to understanding and just pure information of attachment theory it's literally changed my life so once again this is why relationships and ending relationships are so painful for me now what makes this breakup different from anything I've ever been through, and thus the title of today's podcast is When the Blindfold Comes Off, is when you had this perfect trio of real, coming to the realization of extreme ownership and how I needed to take ownership for my shit, 
coming to the realization of how hard my partner really did try and just a pure shock of my ex rebounding me and rebounding me so quickly within a couple of days as a matter of fact my world kind of fell apart and what ultimately ended up happening was I, I it's so weird it's because I feel like I'm back to being my normal self and unless you have a thorough understanding of borderline personality disorder and splitting you really won't understand and what I'm really talking about but if you do want to understand more um, I have a, another podcast called on the borderline and I'm gonna make a second version of this podcast but it's going to be geared towards mental health and borderline personality specifically and how that tied to my relationship but when i had these three when i had these realizations and they all hit me at once i really began to realize just how fucking badly i treated my partner i realized that instead of being loving and caring i was rude and i was dismissive i wasn't supportive i I didn't held her. I didn't give her as much attention. I blew her off. I talked to other women. I fucked other women. I even told her to her face. I got physical at one point, not like assault or anything, but just trying to like pin her down just because she was acting crazy. I didn't show enough empathy, especially when she was really going on the deep end. And I blew her off. And there's a lot more things that I could probably think of if I really tried. But this is just to give you an idea of my unbelievably shit behavior. And uh, in, all, in every relationship I'd ever been in, I was able to always justify my partner's lack of mental health as a giant contributor. And unfortunately, that led me to keeping on a blindfold, so to say, and failing to realize how I was really acting. But the bigger realization came that the truth is, is it wasn't just how with my recent ex, how I've conducted myself. No, the truth was that with every ex I've ever had, I've acted in a very similar nature, but worse because I'm the healthiest, ironically enough, I'm the healthiest I've ever been now, but I was a lot worse back in the day. And uh, when I came to this realization, it's the first genuine time that I've ever experienced guilt in my life. And it's fucking terrible, man. I feel incredibly guilty for all the pain and all the sorrow that I have put the people in my life. And the sad thing is, is there's nothing I can do now. She's in another relationship. I have to respect that. The worst thing that I could fucking do is not respect her new relationship and be a little bitch and just be like, oh my God, I miss you. Come back to me and all this stuff. Fuck all that. That's some weak ass shit. And it's funny because I have a really anxious personality. So my first instinct is to be like, oh my God, I... I I lost my partner, I lost the object of my life, my love, my love, I have to get her back immediately. And I used to act like that all the time until I realized that shit isn't attractive. And if you really do want a partner back, especially after you really drop the fucking ball, you have to do no contact. It's an absolute must.
but when I when the reality hit me of how I really was treating my partners and make no mistake I'm I'm still not okay not even okay at all I still feel really fucking guilty I made a promise to myself that when I finally realized my real behaviors and how I was acting I never want to act like that ever again and it's been over a month, but I've consistently really began busting my fucking ass off to make sure that I, I don't become that person ever again. I've been doing things like I've started meditating, which no joke, that shit has really began to change my life. I'm going to make a separate podcast about it, just going into detail. I've been working out pretty intensely. I've lost over 10 pounds at this point and I feel great. Like I've never felt greater in my life. I moved to my dream apartment. Like ironically enough, like I'm literally living a dream right now. I'm in a downtown Austin and oh my God, like I've literally dreamed about my location and everything that I've done. I'm been lifting quite a bit of weight like muscle, I've been getting a nice amount of muscle mass. And guys, like the best part about everything that's happened is I've had some of the best dates in my life. Like I have I've never been treated so well. Because for me personally, like what I always used to do was un completely unintentionally. I, I swore on my life when I say completely unintentionally. Like, our bedroom life, my bedroom life has always been on point. Like, it's really been, there really is something amazing when you can treat your partner like complete shit in the bedroom. Like, it's fucking incredible. But what I was doing was I treat women like shit in the bedroom, consensually, of course. But then outside of the bedroom, like, I kind of continue that, like, that disrespectful, cocky attitude in a way. And not in like a confident, cool way, but like just just an asshole, really, if I had to put my finger on it to a certain degree. And when I realized my behaviors and when I realized how I was really conducting myself, I, I made a promise to myself I never want to fucking act like that ever again. So I've only been on two dates, but my god it's been fucking amazing like it's like I, it's like I suddenly like it's like I've been coming this like perfect boyfriend in a way where when I meet like when I meet somebody like I open the doors for them like I tell them all these positive things I tell them just you're, you know you're beautiful like you know like build reassurance I've actually learned how to listen and validate and not just try and fix all their fucking problems like i had to take a step back at times and and like ask myself who the fuck is this guy and uh, i've really been realizing that it feels so fake everything i'm doing but i'm going to continue being fake quote-unquote because this is ultimately what i want to become I want to become the perfect fucking boyfriend because while I may never see my ex again and I may never have the ability to talk to my exes in person and genuinely apologize for how fucking shitty my behavior was, at bare minimum, this is how I can find peace with myself. 
is realizing when you fucked up, you fucked up, but at least you're doing something about it. You're not just standing there like a little bitch or you're not just making fucking excuses. I have to. I have to for my own sanity. I have to for my own pride. And I real and I began asking myself, why did I even act like this to begin with? What allowed me to steep to such a low level? And that's when I began thinking about my dad and I began thinking about how to this day, like, my dad does not treat his my mom very well. He's a fucking asshole. And that's when it hit me. It's like, oh, shit. When I began falling in love, I became my dad. And it sucks, man, because it's sad when you really have to take a step back and go, I have to release and let go of almost all the shit that my dad ever taught me. And most of it was subconscious, just watching and growing up. But do you have any fucking idea what it does to a kid just having trouble going to sleep? All the anxiety of just your parents fighting, it getting physical from time to time, and you don't know if your dad's just going to walk into your room and just start losing his shit. Or mom's gonna get his her ass kicked again, or any of that, any of that nature. <sighs> and that's part of the truth, is when I began falling in love with my partners, I became my dad. The dude who was responsible for. Teaching me how to act like a man, quote-unquote. He failed his duty. There's no other way to put it. And I really wish that wasn't the case. I wish I had a healthy father. But you know what? It is what it is. And the only thing I can do is I can continue my promise that I made to myself that I would never become like him. And unfortunately... What I need to do now is recognize that if I don't really change my shit up, I will continue acting the way that I have towards my relationships. And I, I cannot let that happen. I've grown up and I've, I grew up seeing how my dad treated my mom. And it's, it's royally fucked me up. Look what it's done to me. But I still can't. I still I got to be careful because I can't go down that fucking excuse road. At the end of the day, I'm responsible for my own shit. I have to take care of it. No one else is going to handle it but me. And this is why I'm confident. This is why I'm confident that I can actually change. It's because the more that I have been practicing learning how to do extreme ownership, the more it's, the, the easier it is becoming. I swear for like the first two weeks, like I had this massive fucking battle with my ego and my pride. Because really, and I mean really think about it, who the fuck wants to admit that they're doing something wrong? Who wants to humble themselves and recognize that, you know, you were a piece of shit or there's a lot more, a lot better, more things that you could have done. Nobody really wants to do that. And it takes work and it takes effort and it takes constant fucking grind, at least in my opinion. I'm just practicing, just being as real as I possibly can with myself at a much higher level than I ever have. Man, it's tough, and with all that shit going on in my life, still to this day, I had to step away from from the podcasting, and 
That's why I've been gone so long. And again, no, I'm not okay. At this point, realistically, Max's relationship is probably going to fail. Man, she's, I feel sorry for the dude she's rebounded. Because it's almost certainly a rebound. But the point is, is I'm not doing what I'm doing thinking or expecting to get back with her because I fully recognize it. She, that bitch has a lot of problems, man. And when she gets out of that relationship, however long it may last, she's going to be in an even worse spot. So I'm fucked. I'm fucked because I do want, there's a part of me that wants my ex back because it's like, oh shit, I know how, realize how badly I treated her now. And I, it's fair, at least in my my broken ass up head right now. It's like, who knows how things would have been if I knew what I knew then. Or what I know now, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, there's no, there's no other way. Because even when she gets out of this, she's not going to get out of this unscathed. And... It's not good. It's just not good either way. Like, I'm fucked. I am genuinely fucked in this case. But you know what the beauty about uh, personal growth and improving yourself is? Is I really do genuinely believe that where you are emotionally, where you are physically, you're a lot more likely to attract a healthier partner. I'm not going to sit here and say that shit's guaranteed. No, because let's be real here. You can be an ugly motherfucker. You can be like 5'2", <laughs> just fat as fuck, and you're not going to attract anyone. So let's, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves here, son. But no, nah, I mean it, though. For the, the overwhelming majority of us guys, if we have our shit together, if our behaviors are sexy, if we're confident, we're in shape, and we display alpha behavior, so, so to say, yeah, we got this. That's why I'm not too worried about that. But man, I'm mourning. I am mourning and I am grieving. And I'm not ready to let go of my old relationship. I probably am going to run into my ex uh, one more time at least. Because I still got to give her back uh, my part of the security deposit whenever I get it. Because we moved out, obviously. And when that happens, however that conversation goes, obviously that's going to be a pretty interesting podcast. But regardless of how that goes, I'm probably going to begin the letting go procedure then. But I'm not ready to right now. Like, like, cause the truth is, is yeah, I wish she was here right now. I wish I was here right now. I wish I was holding her and I wish... I wish he could understand where I'm at right now. And I wish I could look into her eyes and I could tell her that, look, I got to make lifelong changes. And that shit's not going to happen overnight. Even if we got back together right now, I still got to work on the exact same rate that I'm working, if not harder. But this is the real world. And the real world, you don't always get what you want. You get what you can and what's available. So that's why I'm busting my ass off. And even if I never reconnect with my ex, as crazy as how fucked up as she is, the truth is that she was a hell of a woman. 
She was a ride or die chick till the very end. And I fucked up. Like, the word fucked up isn't even, isn't even doing justice with how badly I treated her. And I know it, it wasn't just me. Like, it was both of us. But, but nah, that's not fair. That's not fair to her because this is the first time in my life I've been treated like a fucking god. First time in my life that I, I had somebody who literally gave every fucking thing they had. And I could not accept it and I couldn't recognize it. Splitting is a terrible thing, man. That's a t- truly, truly horrific thing. But yeah, I mean, that's how I found my peace. I found my peace in this world by realizing what, realizing where I fucked up and making sure that shit doesn't happen again. I'm going to call it here, guys. So it's probably the hardest episode I've ever had to do. And if you made it this far, like, just really want to show my appreciation. And just thank you, because I'm fucking trying, man. That's all I can do is just trying and continue to get better. Peace out. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your support is absolutely essential to keeping Irrationally Rational podcasts going. Please consider supporting Irrationally Rational by visiting our website, irrpc.com. You can help us continue changing lives by making a donation via our PayPal and or support us on social media by signing up for email notifications and joining us on Twitter, search for IrrationallyP. I'm also ecstatic to announce that we have started a Patreon. Feel free to go to uh, patreon.com and look up Irrationally Rational Podcast, or you can go to our website and uh, you can click on the Patreon tab and access our Patreon that way. And uh, please feel free to join our Discord. I will include the links to our Patreon, our Discord, our description, and on the website. It is completely free. It's uh, an environment where you or anybody can come and they can engage in freedom of speech, express their opinions, and especially at a time like this, I think it'd be a good idea to have a community or family where we can all come and just share our thoughts freely. We hope to have your support, and regardless, thank you very much for listening. It generally is an honor, and I hope you have a good day.